0: Are you living in pain? Is it joint pain or muscle pain? If so, stay tuned. Welcome to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow from the Joint Rehab and Sports Medical Center in West Los Angeles. This is the program that can give you effective solutions for the pain you've been living with. Dr. Darrow is a medical doctor, board-certified through his studies at UCLA, and Dr. Darrow uses stem cell and platelet-rich plasma therapy to heal your body. He teaches about the use of stem cells, PRP, and prolotherapy. Today's program could open up a new life without pain for you. Now, here's Dr. Darrow with his co-host, Nita Valens.
1: Well, hi there,
2: Dr. Darrow. Nita Valens, you look gorgeous today. How'd you do it?
1: Why, thank you. Uh, All new makeup and a complete makeover all this morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just good genetics. (laughs) Must
1: be. So how are you?
2: I'm living it up, as always. And we're going to have a great show today. We're going to teach people how to have their doctors heal them without surgery. Would you like that if you had to have a surgery and you didn't really need to have it?
1: That sounds good to me. How yeah. will we do that?
2: Well, it's always a brain twister, isn't it? Uh, we're here to take the surgery out of pain. Yes. And The way we do it is by using what's called regenerative medicine. That's one of the newer terms about it. Although back in the day, I've been doing this, by the way, for over 25 years. Uh-huh. We used to call it pro-low therapy, proliferative therapy meaning to stimulate new tissue growth. Today it's called regenerative medicine. Same idea. And uh, back in the day, when I first started doing this, we used, believe it or not, concentrated sugar water to create irritation to grow tissue. Now it's become much, much more advanced. It's morphed into PRP, platelet-rich plasma. And more recently, I've been doing... That for endless years, but um, stem cell therapy has come on the forefront. I've been doing that maybe I don't know twelve, fifteen years now, and uh, I think I'm the busiest guy in the world doing this. That's what they tell me, and uh, I love it. I absolutely love watching people heal, and it's worked on me, and it's worked on me all over the place. And me too. Well, just your neck. You don't you don't do all the sports that I do. That's true, but. But uh, yeah, we both had great success with success with it. And it's a very exciting kind of a life to lead doing this kind of work for me, because um, anytime I'm injured and I think I need to have surgery, I inject myself and (laughs) heal the area up. Hey, we've got Amy on here. Let's go. Who's calling in. By the way, I want to give out the phone number, Amy, for other people who don't know it. And the phone number to call the studio Live right now, and we would love your calls. We love our callers. The number here is 866-870-5752. I'm going to repeat it: 866-870-5752. If you're on a Bluetooth, please get off of it so we can hear you clearly, or just scream at us. We don't care. We can take it. That's right. We'd love to hear all the things about your body that hurt and uh see if we can help you out. So Amy, tell me what's going on, honey.
1: Hi there. Um Mark, I actually came in to see you yesterday and um got a PRP injection and it's my first one and I have to say I wasn't um I wasn't afraid of the procedure but it was so smooth and so easy and then Today I have no swelling, everything feels really good, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about it, and that's just after the first day.
2: Well, that's pretty amazing. What's your history on this, Amy?
1: Um, I had uh, been hiking up in uh, Hawaii in December, and uh, was, me was feeling pretty ouchy, but sort of ignored it and ended up uh, with a torn meniscus. had a big pop as I was walking down um, one of the steeper climbs and a lot of searing pain. Uh, I was almost afraid I wouldn't be able to walk, you know, the half mile down the hill and um, really in bad shape for a few days where I could barely walk. Um, When I went to the emergency, well, I didn't go to the emergency room, I went to urgent care, and, um, they confirmed it was a torn meniscus and then I had some swelling. Uh, th- they didn't want to treat me there in Hawaii because I live in Maryland. They preferred that I go home. So went home in January and went to see an orthopedic specialist, um, received a cortisone shot and that helped with the pain for a couple weeks. But, um, I, and i there's a possibility I re-injured it, but, um, The torn meniscus just wasn't healing it. um, It was still causing me a lot of pain just in day-to-day activities like walking up and down the stairs, things like that. Um, Couldn't really walk the dog and heard about PRP and was excited to try it.
2: Well, good. Um, So it's been one day and um, Mm -hmm. you're doing good. That's amazing. And hopefully that'll get better each day. Usually that's what happens is there's a little bit of stiffness after the injection. And then um, typically in my own experience and that of my patients, and I say my own because I have injected both my knees. I have meniscal tears in both my knees. And um, wow. I still do. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I look under an ultrasound, I can see them. The, my menisci are degenerated. I'm 74 years old and I still run mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I'm down to, I'm down to one Husky, the big guy Dakota can't do the runs (laughs) anymore, but his, his girl, uh, Bella is still running with me. He's, he's 14. She's what, 11 or or so. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she's still doing Huskies stay young (laughs) for a long, long time. Um, so we go up and down where I live in the mountains above the ocean Mm -hmm. and, um, my knees are doing great. I've, I've injected them with, with, um, Stem cells and platelets, and um, I actually had 45 cc's of fluid in my right knee. That's a good amount. That's a big amount. And um,
1: hey, I I had quite a bit of fluid in my knee. That you, you did too. Out. Yeah, it, you had quite amazing. a bit.
2: Yeah, we were pretty surprised. It was yeah, because when I looked on the ultrasound, it looked like about two or three cc's. But there was, there was fluid hidden back there, and we got out. I think it was 18 cc's we got out of your knee yesterday. So that, that'll give you a lot of comfort right there. And I use an ultrasound, as you saw, Amy, so I can actually watch and see exactly what's going on. I saw the needle actually move into the joint capsule where that fluid was, and we um, mm-hmm. were able to drain it all out, which was perfect every single drop. So, for those of you listening don't don't ever get any injections without an ultrasound to guide the needle because um you're asking for problems and Amy, I just want to give you some advice if I didn't mention mm-hmm. it before. I think you're flying home tomorrow, aren't you back to Maryland? Yeah. So I want you not to be walking, I want you to save. Um, all that walking for later when you're feeling a little bit better. so at the airport, I want you to either be in a wheelchair or a tram. You've seen those when they mm-hmm. take people around. Don't be shy they they' you know we, 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 you can just ask for it and they'll take care of you because people beat themselves up at airports if they've got lower extremity pain, ankle, knee, hip, whatever it is because they're in a rush and it's a pretty long way to go. So, and they're dragging a suitcase sometimes. So I want you to be in a, in a tram or a wheelchair when you go. The other thing is you mentioned you know, that you had a meniscal tear that I guess was shown by an MRI. And to me that doesn't mean anything because you could have had that for many years. And the way most wow. orthopedic surgeons look at something is they don't realize, and I don't know why this is, that that meniscal tear could have been there forever. It could have happened when, you know, you're 15 years old. And uh, it doesn't mean because you have that that you have pain. A lot of people that we image don't have anything that we can find, but they have terrible pain. And then vice versa, we have people with no pain who have terrible MRIs. So we have to be careful to actually do an examination, look with the ultrasound, see what's going on live, and then treat the pain generator. So that's what we did with you. And I'm very, very hopeful that you're going to get a lot better very quickly. So you may need Thank to come. You. you may need to fly back and and mm-hmm. do this again. You know, there's no guarantees that one treatment's going to do the job. Um, I've had parts of my body that I've done, like my right shoulder. I had a surgery when I was in medical school because I was a dummy then and I didn't know about regenerative medicine. <laughs> And, um, so I was doing orthopedic surgery and I literally begged my boss, my professor to do a surgery cause I thought it was so cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's a, it's, it's a problem we have with kids too. I have kids come in all the time, high school or college, and they ask, you know, they're pushing their parents mm-hmm. to get them a surgery when they don't need it. And once you have a surgery on a knee or something like that, um, it it uh destabilizes the joint and gets you ready for another surgery and often people with knees get knee replacements when they don't need them and i just had an email this morning that i was reading by the way my website is www.l no, i'm sorry www.jointrehab.com that's jointrehab.com every every page has a spot to email me and i got an email in saying that uh, this person was being pushed to get a knee replacement, what should they do? And I have Mm -hmm. saved thousands of people from surgeries, from knee replacements, shoulder replacements, by doing platelets and stem cells. And um, there's no reason to do a surgery in most cases. And it's just that it's a societal, cultural thing to do surgery. It's not good for the body, in my humble little opinion. Mm -hmm. And I was the guy that learned that the hard way. And then um, after my surgery, my arm blew up like a balloon. I had a high fever. I was yeah. terrified. I thought I was infected. It wasn't. It was just probably a, uh, a um, one of the lymphatic vessels was probably clipped unknowingly to the yeah. surgeon, and the fluid that normally goes back to the heart just drained in my arm. And um, I learned quick... Surgery is not the answer, at least for me. If you want to go, you know, if you folks listening want to go do it, I'll support you in it. If that's what you want to do, I always support people. I tell them when they come to see me, if you decide you want to go to another doctor or you want to have a surgery, you can still call me. And I give everyone my cell number. Everybody's got my cell number who comes to see me. Everybody's got my personal email address. And I go, I'm still, now that we're connected, I'm going to take care of you, even if it means that you need my advice um, after seeing someone else, that's fine with me. I'm here to help people. So Amy, my best wishes to you. God bless you.
1: Thank you. I was amazed at how non-invasive it was.
2: It's um, nothing. um, I know it is so easy to do these procedures. There's nothing to it.
1: It really was. Yeah. It was really so simple. And you and your team, I could tell really, you know, you really, we're good communicators, too, about what was going on, so I appreciate well, it. Well,
2: we all, we all get along pretty good, and um, mm-hmm. we're all there to make people feel happy. And I think that's really what doctors are there to do, is to make people feel happy in spite of what's going on for them. And um, there's a story that's it's kind of embarrassing, but um, the first day of medical school, the director came in and he said so what is a doctor and um, I was the only one that raised my hand (laughs) and I said a doctor is a priest and this guy an older guy started laughing so hard and the rest of the class started laughing I didn't laugh because I thought what I said was the truth I don't mean a religious priest. I mean a minister. Mm -hmm. You know, someone is there to help people make them feel good. And I still to this day believe that doctors are here to minister to other people. You know, they may be doing high-tech procedures, but, you know, we all hear the stories about the grumpy doctors that wouldn't talk to them. You know, Nita uh, and I had a call a couple years ago about a woman whose husband uh, had a a neck surgery surgery who came out on a ventilator and uh, you know a breathing machine because probably the vagus nerve had been impacted or something like that. And um, she asked me what happened, and I said, I don't know, did you ask your doctor? And she said that the doctor came in the waiting room and said I did everything right and walked out. And that's an attitude that, unfortunately, doctors often have. They're doing the right thing because they're following the textbook. But it comes out bad. And we know that, um, I think, Amy, you work in healthcare. You know this. I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Iatrogenic causes of problems come from doctors, medicines, hospitals, surgeries. That means that the third cause of death in our country is from iatrogenic things. That means the doctor did it, the medicines did it, the surgery did it, the infections in the hospital did it. And um, we try to do things naturally. That's something that I've been trained in. My grandfather uh, was a natural doctor. He used mostly placebo. My job with Mm -hmm. him every Sunday was to fill up bottles with cherry syrup. And that's what he would give his (laughs) patients. And I've had it happen to me. I've I've gone to doctors and have them touch me, put their hand on my shoulder and say, you're fine. And all of a sudden, I'm fine. We call that placebo, but we know that 30 to 40% of people heal from placebo. And people say to me, they say, regenerative medicine, eh, it's not real. My orthopedic surgeon buddies call me a, a buffoon for doing it, and I call them an idiot for cutting people. But when people say, is it placebo, I go, I hope so. The difference, though, is placebo works 30 to 40%. What I do typically works about 80% of the time. And the failure rate is typically Mm -hmm. from people being too active afterwards. They don't give it a chance to heal or they've gone to a bad doctor. Somebody doesn't know what they're doing or they just don't get enough treatment. They think it's supposed to be a miracle. And um, Mm -hmm. to me, it's a miracle, but sometimes the miracle is listening to the doctor. And what I tell people is please give it a chance to heal. Stay off of it for a while. So Amy, God bless you and, and your healing. I hope it's, I hope it's coming soon. Um hopefully by tonight the stiffness that we created by in, your injection will be gone. That's very typical that that happens. And you have my cell number. I'd like you to text me every day when you go back to Maryland and uh, let me know how you're doing, okay?
1: I will. Thank you so much. I really all right. God appreciate bless you, Amy. Thank you so much air for calling in Thank medicine. Thank okay. you. Take care. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was, that was a great call, Amy, because uh, we got to talk about so many different things. So Nita, I'm going to give out the phone number again. Let's get some other callers. Okay. The phone number to talk to us live right now is 866-870-5752. That's 866-870-5752. You can also call the office. I'm going to give out that phone number. If you want to get an appointment or you want to talk about things that we haven't gotten to, the phone number to the office is 800-300-9300. If the phones are busy, just leave your name. We'll get right back to you. That's 800-300-9300. And of utmost importance is my website because there are videos on every page and there are There's a spot to email me, so I hope you're not too shy to call. You can use a fake name or pretend that you're Nita's sister or something. Yeah, I have
1: two. I can use more.
2: Yeah. Um, Go to the website. It's www.jointrehab.com, jointrehab.com. And um, there's a spot on every page to email me. I answer emails daily, all day, all night, all morning. And in between patients. I love it. I love communicating with my patients. So I will go to a call. No, I'll go a to question? a question. I'll go to a question. Okay. Well, well, first, let's do a little joke, Nita.
1: Oh, I think we need more information before the break. I think you should go to a question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, why? You're smart. You can handle this. Okay. By the way, if anyone calls in, which we hope they do, They're going to get a free copy of my book, which is Stem Cell and Platelet Therapy, Regenerate, Don't Operate. It's a $25 book, and I'll actually pay the the postage for it, too. It's an amazing book. It took me five years to write it. It's got um, 250 studies, I think it is, about why regenerative medicine works, how it works, the science, and why you should not get a surgery unless maybe it's an emergency, But then I'm not so sure what an emergency is because a lot of doctors say it's an emergency when I don't think it is and we heal the people using their own platelets or stem cells. So I will talk about one thing before we go to a question. Okay. Um, We also use these cells from your body on your face and it's called the vampire facelift. We can grow back the collagen in your face and make you look younger again. Also, it can be used on the top of the head for people with thinning hair, it could be men or women, and uh, the platelets and or stem cells can revitalize the, the follicles and grow back the hair. So it works not only on the musculoskeletal orthopedic system, but also on the face and the hair. There are many studies being done on platelets and stem cells for the organ systems. I don't do that, I don't do IVs, but other doctors do. And um, that's more in the experimental phase. I don't think what I do is experimental. I've been doing it 25 years. And I actually do studies in the office on it. There's tons of studies being done on this. And uh, people come in, they go, my orthopedic surgeon says it's experimental. I shouldn't do it. And I tell them I think surgery is experimental and can hurt people. I get people in the office almost every single day who come in after a failed surgery that made them worse I'm an example of that with my shoulder, and uh, I I tell people to stay away from surgery unless it's an emergency, and then, you know, get to the surgeon, get their opinion, um, and then let me know what they say. So, let's see if I can get a question here. Nita, you're breathing. That means you want to say something.
1: No, I just accidentally was breathing. No big deal.
2: (laughs) Nita, you're so cute. (laughs) Let's see here. Okay. Oh, here's an oddball. Osteoarthritis in hands and neck. Oh. Wait a minute. Did we do that one last time? Well, I'll do it anyway. Uh, Some people have arthritis all over their body. Um, They can have erosive or metabolic arthritis. That's a little different than osteoarthritis, which this person says they have. Um, it gets more complex. I just had a patient come in with psoriatic arthritis. They said, and I examined them, and I said, I don't think you have psoriatic arthritis. You probably went to a, rheum- a rheumatologist who needed to give you a um, a diagnosis, and um, I don't think you have it. Yeah, you have. Um, I think you have psor- psoriasis. And um, I don't think that means that you're having a problem with psoriatic arthritis, which is a very destructive arthritis. I looked at his hands; they looked fine, and uh, he was complaining of knee pain. They looked fine, good range of motion, and I think he probably just had some osteoarthritis. I ordered MRIs and X-rays to find out. With psoriatic arthritis in the fingers, you also you often get what's called a pencil in the cup deformity which is erosive, where the bones actually get eaten away. He didn't look like he had that. He didn't have the typical sausage digits where the fingers can blow up like a sausage. And uh, I'm hopeful that he just has osteoarthritis, which is easier to treat. I do treat psoriatic arthritis. I treat rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I treat it all. I had uh, something also interesting. I had a woman call from Wyoming yesterday and uh, her daughter is 15 and has um, laxity in her joints. And I, and there was a, a disease name for it. And I said, please don't call it that. You're going to brand your daughter with something that I don't think she probably has. And um, that's Daniel Danielus Syndrome. And oh, yeah, I know what that is. You've heard of that, right? Yeah. Nita? And I get people in with, with all these diagnoses. The first thing I do is talk them out of their diagnosis. Talk them into their healing. Because when you're stuck on a diagnosis, it's hard to heal. The mind thinks something is broken. So what I do with this is I say, yes, you have some pain. Yes, your MRI says something that looks bad. And yes, I think I can help you heal. And often most of the patients we that I choose to help heal up. So we have to be careful. The phone number again is 866-870-5752. We're going to go to the break. Stick with us, and we'll come back for another half hour of wonderful questions on how to heal your musculoskeletal pain with your own platelets and stem cells.
1: Sounds good. This is Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow. I'm your host, Nita Valens, and we'll be
0: right back. You're listening to Living Pain-Free with Dr. Mark Darrow.